This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. As mentioned in the Daily Financial News, Tuesdays are special. We have two experts today, one at eight, one at nine. But boy, we start off hot with the Lumberjack Landlord. How are you doing this morning, Matt? I'm doing super awesome, Mike. Doing super awesome. Excited to be here. It's already been a busy morning. I closed on a duplex two hours ago. So, yes. you know, just another deal. Just another deal. Well, dude, you got to get me your address so I can send you one of these cards. <laughs> hey, you, you, your stuff counts, man. I need help. I need to get to this number. You're doing just fine. Holy cow. 50, like three or whatever in four weeks. Damn. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm getting that check warmed up ready for the give to that food bank. I'm yeah, ready. Right. I'm ready. If you get there early, we'll get there early. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, folks, uh, I don't know if I've made this public, but uh, so we announced that I'll be two, doing two, three things when we hit 500. One is I will be donating $5,000 to a Fresno food bank, which is a big awesome. thing for me because food insecurity was something in early in my life. I still remember. I will be dyeing my hair purple. That's why I went blonde. I wanted to kind of test it out, see what this whole thing's about. Uh, and then lastly, my mom actually reached out and said that uh, she'll get on camera and do an interview, which is, if you don't know my mom. Oh, so cool. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. So we're going to have you guys ask questions of mom about me as a youth and teenager. Uh, I was out of the house by awesome. 19. So realize you're going to get asked questions before I was 19. Actually, I might've left mm -hmm. when I was 18, late 18. Anyways. And then yeah, what happened nice. is I announced the $5,000 give and my experts came over the top and said, we want to be a part of this. So yeah. you have offered to donate as well. Um, mm -hmm. Dion from Dion talk has offered Matt, the mortgage guy has offered. Awesome. Uh, so what will be, what was going to be a $5,000 donations turning into something like eight or 8,500 if That's we awesome. get to, or I should say when we get to yes, 500. So um, I just, the quality people that come to one rental at a time is amazing. So thank you for your, uh, of course. donation. Always, always excited to get behind a good cause. That's and, awesome. And nothing, nothing better than being able to help people when they, when they need it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, what I want to do here is actually kind of in that lens, I want to rewind the clock to our beginnings, you know, 20 years yeah. ago and talk about the struggles of starting. We had a conversation off air, if you will, or before we hit record. And that's where I want to start right? Rewind the clock uh, to when you were 20, you just got into software, you had a pretty good first year. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about what happened to both of us. So uh, go ahead and paint the picture. Sure. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd worked kind of odd jobs for a long time. It was, it was right in the midst of the, of the dot-com uh, run-up, right? So mm -hmm. 19, <clears throat> 1997, <laughs> wow, that was a long time. Damn, we're old. <laughs> Holy crap, am I old? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so 1997, right, right, starting where everyone was talking about the, you know, uh, Y2K. Yeah. <clears throat> the year 2000 and and all the banking systems and all that stuff needed to be upgraded because it was two digit. It had to go to four digit. For those of you who don't know what Y2K is, I remember. Uh, yeah. But it was this massive, massive technological overhang. And just an unbelievable amount of work to be done. And so in tech, all of a sudden, everybody was hiring anybody, anybody. Yeah. You could fog a mirror, you could get a job in tech. 
Yeah. So luckily I fogged a mirror. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I was literally working in a video store making five twenty-five an hour. I was wow. 18, I was uh, 18 years old. I hadn't turned 19 yet. Wow. And the woman worked that were helping me work Sundays. Um, <clears throat> and she came in and she's like, you know, I think you could work in this job. She's like, I think you'd be decent at it. And I said, I mean, sure. Thank you. Yeah. I, I was just flattered that somebody thought that I could do more than just hand somebody a video and charge them $2.99. <laughs> Some people right now are going, what does he mean by working at a video <laughs> store? <laughs> yes. We were, we were, a, we were a ripoff of Blockbuster. <laughs> you guys actually awesome. went somewhere to rent videos? Yeah. What are you yep. doing? Went somewhere to rent VHS tapes. Yeah. That was my life. Um, <clears throat> and so we did that. So, um, I went in, I interviewed, I didn't get the job because it was for a territory manager. And then they said, hey, listen, we're hiring in the telemarketing department that we're going to launch. And I was like, then they're like, hey, no background required. I didn't even know what software was. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what it was, whatever. Go in, um, they make me the offer. And Mike, they made me the richest man in the world. I signed my first one year contract for $18,500. Yeah. For the year. Oh, Nice. But I got a buck a lead for commission. So guess what? Yeah, you did a little better <laughs> than a, that. I worked a lot. Yeah. So literally got in and started working my tail off, but kind of fast forward. And I, I you know, worked my way into a rep position because I was always the first one in. I was always the last one out. And I would go in Saturdays too wow. because I could. Yeah. And so I just devoted myself to being the best that I could be at that. Always took up mentoring sessions and training sessions and um, then get into get into a sales role, and lo and behold, seven out of the first twelve months I was in sales, I was the number one rep. Yeah, that's amazing. And made yeah. <clears throat> made at you know, I was twenty when, when the year finished, um, but I made one hundred and three thousand dollars my very first year in sales. That's amazing. And, and that was 22, 23 years ago. So you were probably it was probably what ninety nine. It was, it was 90. <clears throat> yeah, it was 98. Yeah. 90, 98. Yeah. Okay. 1998. Yeah. So I remember I'm, my, tra my transition <clears throat> to software sales is, is pretty amazing. Yep. That was, um, that was a fun time to sell software. <laughs> you know, uh, it's yeah. funny. My, my transition was kind of similar, right? I was a bean counter. I was an accountant right out of school. Uh, then there was some software upgrades. Yeah. Y2K is probably right around 96, 97. Yeah. And uh, they said, Hey, you know, finances, why don't you come learn this Oracle ERP software? Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So I did that as a consultant and then uh, worked in that for a year. Um, you know, so I think my pay went from like 25 to 50. It doubled right from an accountant yeah. to a consultant doubled. It was amazing. I was like, holy it's cow, amazing. what, what yeah. the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah. yes. And then uh, yeah. about a year into that, um, we were evaluating software tools, right? Because when you run yeah. large ERP projects, you look for automation. A real smart startup came in with some very niche tools uh, that, I, that I quickly got and would help. And they said, hey, you kind of understand finance. You know, we, we have a solution in that area. You get it. Would you like to become a pre-sales agent? I didn't, I didn't know what that was, right? Pre-sales? What, what the hell is pre-sale? Like pre-sales, what the heck? Yeah, what happens before the sale? Yeah, it's like, I don't get it. And then I, I go talk to them and lo and behold, the people that were like doing that were computer scientists and, you know, yeah. these other, you know, I don't know. I always, they were always smarter than me. Let's just be frank. Yeah. I was never yeah. the smartest pre-sales person. But what I quickly realized is um, 
the sale wasn't technology based, right? I had to know like right. this much of the technology. And as long as I could tell the story in business context, I would win. So that's right. Um, that's right. As a pre-sales agent uh, for three out of the next four years, and before I moved to sales, I was um, the highest earning pre-sales agent. And I was nice. actually the third highest paid person, like three out of four years. There were two sales guys ahead of me, both sales guys that I supported because their yep. plan was more leverage, right? Sure, of course. Right. Yep. But still to have a pre-sales person beat out every other sales rep except two, pretty good living. <laughs> That's, really good. That's a really good living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, the, the, uh, it was, it was such a good living that they changed the comp plan for pre-sales agent after I did it the second year. Yeah. Like, Oh, <laughs> Whoa, we're paying this guy way too much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How many, that's how you define how successful of a, of a player you were in the game is how many times they'd change the comp plan. Cause of you, cause of you, <laughs> Yeah, but let's let's make the transition, right? Because we both we both yeah. came at this a certain way, and at the time, yeah. the answer was stocks. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah. For us, sure. the answer was, it wasn't real estate, right? Our our no our interest. I remember going, oh my god, I can turn you know this forty grand or whatever it was in into something, and um, yeah. it worked for a little while. I mean, anything you touched yeah. went up, but I didn't know it at the time, and right. um, it felt really good for about two years, maybe you know, mm -hmm. ins and outs. And then uh, the rug got pulled out. So let's, let's, let's talk about the little, you know, I'm, I'm assuming it was the same for you. It was really good for a while. Yeah. And then yep. it wasn't right. It was good for a shorter period of mine. Cause I, I started after you. Okay. Um, so yeah, that kind of, you were 96, 97. I was like 90, 99 was when I finally had some money and I started putting that in the market. Yeah. Um, so you make the money and, you know, my expenses were <clears throat> $250 a month was what my rent was working. Uh, I was living with a buddy. We were house hacking, yeah. um, but it was his hack. Um, so I was 250 bucks a month. I owned my car outright, which was a few thousand bucks. Yeah. Like I was just, so it was, we didn't know what to do with all the money. Right. It's like, yeah. Like it do? just, it, yeah. It just went into the account. Right. <clears throat> and so the funny thing was, I'm not sure if you were the same, but I lived my life by that board on the wall. Oh, the board where they post everyone's like that was my life was the board. Oh, it was only the board. I, I mean, I would yeah. look at the board daily. I mean, yeah. I, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every, was, every I'm a competitive nine, guy. Yeah, every nine minutes, whether I needed to or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I was like, and we we would do like you know ringing of bells. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of fun to live on a live sales floor. That's the oh. thing I think I miss the most in this market and in kind of how people do things now, yeah. man, there is like, like some of these sales departments, like real legit, like enterprise technology sales departments. So often those things are like libraries because people go into the office to do like office work and that's where they do their office stuff and mm -hmm. have meetings. And so there's not a lot of like live sales chat on the floor. A lot of times that's the thing that I miss the most, but yeah, it was, Everybody was, you know, the, the water cooler talk and the lunch talk was always stock, stock, stocks. It was mm. all about stocks. We were in, we, we were both in technology. Yep. And so it came down to, you know, the, uh, the CMGIs of the world. Right? Oh Which, yes. Right. Remember CMGI? Yeah. You know, all these companies that were, you know, rise, rocket ship rises, no real earnings, but a good story. And these things were worth, you know, 150, 180, 190 bucks a share. ADAP Technologies was another one that was like, 
you know, 150 bucks a share and, you know, just all these crazy, crazy numbers like rooster.com is still my famous one. I remember it. You know, all these things just crazy through the roof. My, my big one that I just, and so it was, you know, invest in stocks. And so, you know, you'd talk about it, then you do your evals and you'd look at it. And thankfully I, so I didn't get Enron. I didn't get WorldCom. I didn't get Adelphia. Um, but I got ECN seed and mm. ECNC was like the first maker of cash pads. Oh, okay. That you see by all the registers now. Yeah. So they were one of the first makers of those. And, you know, all this news comes out and I buy into the stock and it's 15 bucks and, you know, do my, <clears throat> do my, uh, do my obligatory purchase of stock. And then they come out with a press release saying, Hey, this massive retailer is going to standardize on it. So the stock shoots up, you know, 20 bucks in like a few days. And I'm like, Hey, I need to take some profit on this. And of course I listened to some colleagues and they're like, what are you chicken? Like, you serious? Like this thing's going to like, this is the first retail. There's going to be one after another in the next few weeks. And I was like, really? You think so? (laughs) I think so. I was like, Oh, okay. Then I'll just stick with it. Yeah. And I stuck with it. And that's why hogs get slaughtered. Yeah. And then two weeks later, I go to check on my update and the stock had been halted. Oh yeah. (laughs) I was like, Hey, so what's it mean when a stock gets halted? (laughs) Is that good or bad? (laughs) Yeah, quick question. Is it halted because there's so much interest in this stock? Yeah, that's not why it gets halted. It gets halted because they are being investigated for fraudulent activity (laughs) because that statement might not have been the truth. So I spend the next six weeks waiting. This stock gets halted for six weeks, Mike. Oh my God, six six weeks. weeks. Six weeks. This stock gets halted for six weeks. I'm sitting there going... Well, yeah, like how much could it go down? Like 10%, 20%, 30%. Okay, 30%. I'm still in the money. Like I'm still in the money. I can get out and I'm not, I'm not dead. So it <laughs> opens up and they're like, okay, it's opening up this morning. And so I look at it and it just opened up again that morning. And I and I'm sitting there and we're all and two other guys are by their computers and it opens up. It opens up at a dollar six from 19 and change. Yeah, that hurt. Oh, like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like. I was like, hold on to what he says, Callahan. Hold on to it, he says. It's doing nothing but going to the moon from here, he says. Thanks, Callahan. Going we're to not the having moon. Lunch. Yeah, we're not having lunch today, jerk. <laughs> so yeah, so, uh, but I, and I had a much bigger holding than he did. So I watched, I watched, uh, what did I have? Man, I watched, yeah, I watched $20,000, I think, turn into 500 bucks. Yeah, and that was a lot for us, right? that was my that was my mike that was my first real money yeah that and and we all know how bad an investment a boat is my boat lost more money (laughs) less money less Less money money. yeah my boat lost less money that's the only scenario where a boat loses less (laughs) is when you're a boat was a good investment yeah (laughs) i was down 95 percent in the stock and that's the only thing my boat could beat well, it was just, un- I was just like, this is just, and so literally I watched my, it was them and Cisco. I watched my entire first year savings gone, gone. in a day. Yeah. Well, six, the best part was it was a six week bloodletting, but I had yeah. no idea what they were going to come out at. Yeah, of course. And now dollar. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, again, I, I've, I've told my story a lot, right? I turned about seven grand into almost 200. Uh, a lot of that was Cisco because we I was in a couple of years earlier, right? Just sure. couldn't do any wrong, right? They'd split yeah. every nine months. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, and the then good news uh, is, is I bought it the last split. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So you had dead money for a decade. Wonderful. <laughs> Only a decade. Yeah. Only a decade. Yeah. 
So then uh, right at the peak, I start to diversify, right? I start hearing these things and uh, I go to utility. I go to Enron. I get Enron. Oh. I, you know, I lose a significant chunk there. And then I remember I was in Europe doing consulting work because again, it's Y2K, right? And I'm, I'm a yeah. consultant at this point. Yep. And uh, I remember thinking I was on the plane because I knew I'd lost it at the airport, San Francisco. I'm about to land. I think I was landing in Paris or maybe London. I don't know, whatever. And I'm like, I was beating myself up the whole flight. And I'm like, and for whatever reason, I didn't go to cash. I just felt I had to be invested, right? I was in my yeah. 20s. Yeah. All right, you got to be fully invested. You, you got a long time. <laughs> time horizon. Damn it. <laughs> so I remember, I remember going, I remember having the thought, like as we're descending, going, okay, what's the safest place? So the first thing I think is yeah. AT&T, right? Because okay. AT&T yeah. is like, hey, you know, ba- you yeah. know baby big bell, conglomerate. Yeah, big conglomerate, sure, sure. dividend stock. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do phones. Because this is before cell phones, right? Before people were sure. cutting, cutting the lines. That's and right. I'm like, okay, I'll do phones. And I remember going, but I'm not going to do AT&T. I'm going to go find the best phone company. <laughs> so of course, Worldcom. I go to Worldcom because of course, Bernie <laughs> Ebers is buying companies and not doctoring his income statements and financial at statements at all yeah. Yeah, exactly. uh, and going to jail for the rest of his life or whatever it was. Pro and, forma. Yeah. Oh, pro forma earnings. So I go so to Worldcom and like, it felt, it felt like <clears> two, <throat> two hours later, but I think it was two months later, a month and a half later, they get found out to be a fraud. And I'm oh. like, I just got fucked by Enron. Sorry for the bad language, but it's very painful. I just it got was. messed up by Enron and then WorldCom. I am never going back to the stock yeah. market again. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, oh, <clears throat> that was yeah. not good. So yeah, then we find real estate. Ta-da. Ta-da. Now we're <laughs> where, to where we wanted to talk. Real estate. <laughs> And I remember, right? For me, it was Rich Dad Poor Dad. I just found out you've never read that book. Which never you, read the book. We've Mm-mm. got to fix nope. that. That purple nope. box, purple book started everything. Purple, why purple why do you think black, things yeah. are purple on my thing? It's, yeah. you know, it's a shout out <laughs> nice. to the guy who helped start it. Um, nice. But you know, we get into the business. But I actually treated a lot like stocks, where I try to do everything on yeah. my computer. Right? There was real no. I mean, nobody in my family, right? Yeah. I believe your mom was a real estate agent, you know, when she you was. were young. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I had nobody. Um, yeah. My mom and dad owned their home. They bought uh, when they came out of the military. But um, yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. No idea. Uh, I want to talk about that struggle um, for both of us. Yeah, I had, <clears throat> I mean, I had, you know, I was a kid, you know, single mom. Um, and so we were you know, nine, 10 and 11, mom wouldn't leave us home alone. And so it was me and my sister and we would pack in the car. And <clears throat> that's what we would do for showings on Saturday, like Saturday showings. You know, you're, when you're a real estate agent, you're showing at nights and weekends because it's when people are home and available from work. And so a lot of times we were in the car with her, we were crammed in the front seat. I would sit in that middle seat between my mom and whoever the client was. And that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, uh, I was, I was much smaller then. Um, so I could fit in that spot. <laughs> Self-reflection is good. Yeah. I was like, I was like, now I sit in that front seat and I'm still kind of broad shouldered and kind of big. And so it's kind of like, yeah, I don't really fit anywhere now except for the front seat. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so we did that and that was every, you know, a lot of Saturdays, a lot of Sunday afternoons kind of after church. So it was a lot of that stuff. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was tough. And then finally we were old enough to stay home, but when we you know, kind of fast forward, eight or nine years, you know, made all that money, lost all my, you know, first year savings and essentially everything in the market, um, in the dot-com bubble and in the liar, liar, pants on fire stock, you know, stock yeah. times. Um, when that just, and the thing is Mike, like, right. The, the reason why it hurt so badly was because we did everything right. 
it was proper evaluation of the vendor. It was proper evaluation of their balance sheet. It was proper evaluation of their sales and everything that they were saying. Mm-hmm. We were being trustworthy and just what they published. We're like, yeah, I mean, there's a penalty to pay if they're, if they're not right here. So it, you really come away with it being duped because you just, you invested based. I mean, they knew what they were doing. You invested based on what the numbers were. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, I was, <clears throat> that whole thing had happened. And then I was kind of had saved up my next, you know, nugget uh, amount of money. And um, I just started understanding. I, I had a friend of mine, <clears throat> excuse me, who had bought a property, fixed it up with his wife. And he's like, yeah, that's what we're doing. And I was like, you know, that's really cool. And like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm halfway decent with my hands, obviously grew up, you know, with a real estate mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said something to her about it. And she's like, She's like, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure you want to do that. Um, and then sadly, you know, probably less than a year later, she tragically passed away. Oh. Um, but it was one of those things where it was like, we were a lot of times we returned to somewhat of what we know. And so I just looked at it and said, I don't want to do the stock market because it can be up and gone. Mm-hmm. There's real opportunity to build wealth in real estate. And that's pretty much all I knew. That, that was, was it. All, that was it. There was yeah. no YouTube then. No. Yeah. It was, that was pretty much, that was pretty much it. There were no real, there were no books on it. Heck no, no there were no books on it. No. And so it was really just trying to, at that point, I mean, I'm a 22, 23 year old kid. Uh, yeah. 22, 22, 23 year old kid reaching out to agents and asking questions. Yeah. You know, and most <sighs> of them wouldn't take my call, but some did and they've been rewarded and such. There you go. Yeah, those struggles at the beginning. So yeah, I must be six or seven years older than you, right? Because my journey yeah. starts at 30. And I'm like, I'm never doing this again. I felt like such an idiot being ripped off mm. twice. I'm like, mm-hmm. how can this be? I, I, right. I'm an, and again, I'm an accountant. So I read their financials. <laughs> I freaking read them. Like I had the full on Warren <clears throat> Buffett, you know, multiple balance sheets, income statements, ticking tying the numbers. Yeah. Freaking fraud. I'll never play in that casino again. But yeah, it led me to real estate. And all I knew is I want one. Yeah. That was, that was my big dream. Yep. I want one yep. rental and then I got one and then two and hence one rental at a time. But yeah, those first four or five years, no mentorship, None. just trying to lean forward, yep. go as fast as I can. Yep. Um, that's really what, you know, visiting those first four or five years is why I created the online course, how to get started one rental at a time. Cause I want to be that place. And then because now with Facebook, right, we have a very private Facebook group. Yes. That um, is just us. Yeah. So th- those are things that I'm very proud to be a part of now. We almost have a thousand people in the private Facebook group, over yeah. 2000 students. So that's awesome. Uh, I'm so glad that it's there. And thank you for being a part of the course. Of course. And um, yeah, I, it's funny to go back and relive that time because I think we're about to have some people relive our early struggles, right? The stock market is going to have an adjustment. Yeah. So. <clears throat> It definitely is. I mean, and Mike, you know, for people that with that course, I mean, oh my goodness, what I would have paid for that course. It would have saved me a $20,000 mistake, Yeah. you know, in the market. It would have saved me my first building. I actually, so I bought a single family um, and then house hacked that, um, bought a condo, house hacked that, um, and then got into a multifamily and I absolutely lost a bloody fortune on that first multifamily. I bought at, if you could find the exact day that the market was at its peak, <laughs> I can tell you what day it was because I bought that day. Yeah, I closed on I, that day. <laughs> I bought that day. That exact day, I bought a triplex that exact day when the market was at the very, very, very top. Mm. 
Um, and so, yeah. And then the rest is, you know, the rest is history. Ironically, it was kind of funny because I held onto that building as long as I possibly could, because I said, I will not sell it for less than what I bought it for. It took from, I bought that in 05. Mm -hmm. It took me until 2018 oh. to be able to sell that asset and not have to, and not be selling it for less than what I bought it for. Wow. It took that long. It took, it took 13, almost th over 13 years. Just curious if you would have held it to this year, would you be ahead? Oh, I'd be so far ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'd be so far ahead. The thing for me is, is we moved in the process. And oh, as you know, kind okay. of our rule is yeah. not, not more than 30 minutes away. Uh, okay. That house was about an hour and 15 minutes away. Oh, there you go. Um, but quite frankly, if I had a great team there, I probably would have kept it. The only reason I didn't was because I couldn't build a good team there. Yeah. I could not build a good team. We were just, and we were just in and out of property managers and, and brokers. And yeah, <clears> it was I, just, a, it, yeah, I would have sold, I would have sold it too. I mean, at some point you, I look at my portfolio once every year or two. Uh, yeah. And actually I just sold our tri one of our triplexes. It's funny. It's a triplex that just never performed. Yeah. Um, thankfully yeah. we bought it in 10. So we made a lot of money, but. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it was okay. But the, it's just where, you know, like it was, you know, we have a lot of units and it was easily 40% of my headaches, one property. It's like, yep. that one is going away. <laughs> <laughs> That's exact. I mean, I found out this morning that I bought that from the guy. The one that I closed on this morning was that guy's 25% you know, of his headaches. Yeah. It's like, and, and I, yeah. And I listened to them and I was like, okay, well, we'll see if we can turn it around. I mean, the thing is, is we bought it right enough because he was really ready to be done. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's a big thing too. find a landlord. When you're sending out letters, make sure they're personal, make sure they're handwritten. Don't send these crappy form letters that are typed out saying, dear owner, I throw it out. I yeah. not even no. Why? Uh-uh. Oh, no. Yeah. So not get, not get yeah, my time. huge, yeah. but it was, Exactly. It was, it was just a, it was just a, you know, so selling that property in 18, 13 years after I bought it, got a little bit more than what we paid for it, but we had 13 years of Ugh. money paid against that mortgage. Yeah. Slogging so away. We, yep. Yeah. So thankfully even that slog got us a nice little nugget, yeah. but we take, we took that number and we turned it into two more duplexes local. Yeah. So now, go. now it's something I can actually smile upon. There you go. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to cut this one off and topic number two, folks, we're going to repeat a conversation Greg Dickerson and I had yesterday, because I want Matt's opinion about what financial freedom is it hard or easy. So there's a little tease for video number two. How can people find you, Matt? Lumberjacklandlord.com and lumberjacklandlord on YouTube. And if you have the courage or just tired of your muckety muck life, buy the course and actually do yeah. this thing. Honestly, Mike, yeah. I didn't know I was going to do that. Sorry. No, I didn't know. <laughs> but, yeah, get but to work, man. By, get to work. By the, yeah, start doing work. Like that channel, real quick, I'll just real quickly. That channel that you did the response video on, I found that channel. What a bunch of crap. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is that there are people who are literally paying that guy to fill them full of that garbage. Yeah. At the end of the day, you make a decision on how you're going to invest your time. And let's not be, let's not be confused. Your time is worth something. And so you're investing that as an asset. Yeah. If you invest that on people tickling your ears and telling you how great everything is and how horrible it is and you'll never make it, it's great. Be on this side, be with us. You know, it's horrible and everyone's against yeah. you. 
you know what? Waste your time with that. Invest your time in something that's going to give you a return on that time, which is an investment that you invest your time and your money in, get a return on that capital. I promise you 10 years from now, if you listen to that channel with a million subscribers, you'll still be miserable and having accomplished and done nothing. 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 You will do nothing. You will accomplish nothing and you will have very little money in your bank account. That's yeah, a guarantee. I find it so odd. He's got a million followers. He is preaching yeah. negativity. The world is yeah. ending. Don't do anything. And lo and behold, people don't realize that that guy's probably making a hundred grand a month off negativity. Yeah. He, he's if a total world, capitalist. Yeah. If the world is really over, we all lose everything. Yeah. <laughs> if it's really over, we all lose everything anyway. But you know what you can't take away, Mike, is you can't take away. And this is the thing that I've invested so much of my life in my ABL. Always be learning. Always, Always be, be learning. Learning. You can't take that knowledge away from me. You can't. Mm -hmm. So if I lose everything, I will still end up in a better position because oh, absolutely. You know how many, I mean, the average millionaire, you know, goes broke twice. Yeah. The average multimillionaire goes broke twice. Yeah. So if it's you've amazing. gone broke zero times and you have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands that you accrued because of your rental properties, you're well far ahead of a lot of millionaires out there. Yeah. They lose it twice on average. So yeah, I can't, I just, I can't take that people don't invest their time in a better fashion other than just listening to the garbage and negativity yeah. and even paying to listen to it with those Patreon accounts and listening to this guy just dribble and swill. Oh, just horrible. Toxic, so, toxic. Yeah, That's all right. Sorry. Very cool. Well, we will move on to topic number two. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Mike.